Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with the Women Camp community today. Women Camp is a women's empowerment community where we are motivating women to fulfill their purpose. This broadcast is designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all women, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with your host, Servola, and the Women Camp Team. Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today on Women Camp. We're so excited to have you with us on the broadcast, and we have such an awesome segment that we've been running on the Women Camp broadcast. You know, this series that we've been doing on Let's Get Ready to Launch, Ready, Set, Launch, has been one of our most powerful series because we've been helping women to be able to navigate through setting themselves up for success as they go up, cross over into the new year. And so we want to continue with that as we as we go into our broadcast today and just having this discussion where we started, uh, we started on READY, which is to research, educate, establish systems, assess, activate, and develop yourself. And now we are in set. And last, the last two episodes we've been dealing with setting yourself up for success. And today we're going to transition into our next segment of of set, which is to which is for us to to set our expectations. And you know, keeping in mind that when we're setting our expectations, we we have to recognize that there's going to be pitfalls and triumphs that we'll experience along the way. You know, and when we keep those triumphs or triggers in mind and their impact upon our triumphs, you know, we recognize that sometimes some people prefer to set low expectations um, or walk through life with no expectations. And they find themselves, you know, right where they expect it to be, and that's nowhere. Because when you when you don't set expectations, or, or I like the way uh, Linnell Schreiber says, she said expectations are different, are dangerous when they are both too high and unformed. So when we don't set expectations, we're setting ourselves up for expectations. Or danger, and then when we set our expectations too high, we we put ourselves in a, in a situation where we can, you know, suffer a lot of disappointment. So setting our expectations gives us a target to shoot for, but we have to manage those expectations, and that helps us to identify pitfalls that can derail us on our journey, and the triggers that may hinder us or accelerate us to progress toward our triumph. So I'm excited about launching forward into this segment today. But as always, we do a recap of what we talked about in our previous segments. And last week we were closing out the segments on setting yourself up for success. So uh, I would like, I have Trisha on the line with me, and Trisha to start us out and just kind of go through and recap to us some of the things that stuck out to you on our broadcast last week. Um, Good morning, everyone. Um, I just believe that in regards to our broadcast, um, we really truly have to uh, be mindful of, excuse me, making sure that we properly prepare ourselves. And and I think that a lot of times we may forget the importance of preparation and the necessity of making sure um, that we're um, in the proper place that we need to be. And so um, just constantly just reminding ourselves of, the importance of preparation, and, again, uh, never shortchanging ourselves thinking that we're not qualified to do something and thinking that um, we have to, you know, change who we are or not embrace who we are um, because truly who God has made us is uh, the area that we will feel most comfortable in and and flourish in. And so I think we just, um, for us, it was, for me, just reminding and being acceptable of, of that and accepting the journey that God has us in. Amen. So, wow. You know, Doc, if you're on the line with us as well, if you would just share with us 
some of the key things that stuck out with you as we closed out the segment last week on setting yourself up for success? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today again. Truly, it was awesome. Another awesome, powerful, uh, informational broadcast last week. And what really stuck out to me when we were talking about that accountability is humility. And uh, we were uh, uh, talking, discussing about how to set ourselves up to win. And then we got some examples of how there were mentors in, in, in some of the lives of others that those mentors, how they were there to to help and, and encourage and, 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 and build the individuals that they were mentoring. And I, I really enjoyed this portion of it when we were talking about trust in the process. And, and you know, we know the process, uh, there, there's always a process that we, we have to go to, through, and a lot of times we don't want to go through the process. We want to just get instant results. But, you know, we know that the, the process is what's going to cause us to be prepared to face things that we, you know, going to encounter once we've been released. And, and it's so important for us to understand that we need to trust the process. We need to go through the process. We need to be prepared. The process is getting us ready. It's getting us prepared for, you know, what's next. And, and, and I, I really, truly enjoyed that because it, it, it just encouraged me with understanding that sometimes, you know, when we were talking about how when a, a runner is running a race and they have to get in that set position and how uh, there is a, a, a timer that goes off that lets them know when it's time for them to, to lift and to, to take off to run in that race. And, and, and that's through training. That's through a process. That's All of that is developed through a process of you, you know, being prepared for uh, mentally to face whatever you, you may, you know, the challenges that may come, the difficulties that may come, the, the, uh, uh, the uh, 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 having a greater understanding of the way that you should be taking when you're faced with so many different things. And these are not all negative things. Uh, we learned that last week, you know, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Samantha, and she was saying that, you know, she, you know, she, 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 she found out that she had to be encouraged because the things that was being taught to her was not there to to harm her, but they were beneficial for her. They were there to to strengthen her, to to help her meet her goals. And it's important for us to understand that it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, that there is always a a a a a humility when we when we in that form of being accountable. We 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 and we we definitely must be prepared. Wow, preparation is so important as we're trying to set ourselves up, as we're setting ourselves up for success. You know, as we drop jump into our subject matter for today, we're talking about expectations and recognizing that you know if once we establish expectations, you know we have to manage them, we have to balance them out. And I think that's one of the areas where sometimes we can struggle with that is. Where do I set my expectations? How do I maximize my expectations? And when I was doing my research on on the word expectation, um, it says that, you know, the dictionary says that it's a strong belief that something will happen or be in, uh, be in the case of the future or a belief that someone will or should achieve something. And when we're looking at ourselves, we, we have to balance our expectations based upon our triggers and our pitfalls in order for us to be successful and to have those triumphs. And so I want to talk a little bit about managing our expectations. I think that's an area, if we can do it effectively, when we do it effectively, that we can actually put ourselves up on the path of success and see success be a routine or a daily or or a regular thing in our lives when we balance our expectations or when we manage our expectations. So I want to talk about, I want to start in talking about low expectations or or should I say no expectations when we when we have experienced so much and we decide that we're not going to have any expectations whatsoever in a sense to try to uh, minimize our importance or understanding uh, the gaps that come when we don't ex- um, set any expectations at all. The gaps that come when we don't have any expectations. And Samantha, I'd like to start with you on that. 
Amen. Good morning, everyone. You know, prophetess, as you said, that 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 gap, the gaps that come when we ha- have low expectations, and the reason why we have low expectations, the reason why we settled into not expecting anything to happen for us, and a lot of times that's because of the injuries that have occurred through us having high expectations or us experiencing hope. We look for the best, and the best didn't happen. And and when that um, we feel like that is a repeated uh, process for us, then we begin to set our expectations, expectations low, or we feel like we should not expect anything to happen good for us at all. And that's an absolute trick of the enemy. When we begin to change our mindset and begin to think that we can't expect the best for us. Uh, so, so what are the, 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 uh, the, the problem with that is that we begin to limit ourselves in what we feel like God can do for us and what we feel like we can achieve for ourselves, and we begin to, to, it begins to become a negative or deficit in our lives. We feel like we can't achieve anything because if we achieve something, then, you know, this is going to happen and it's not going to work out and, you know, all of these things happening, uh, all of these things are begin to occur that we can't, uh, we feel like we can't achieve anything. And I think um, a lot of that comes from the mindset. We have to begin to change the mind um, to know that, that we can achieve things. One of the things I thought about as we talked about expectations, uh, the first person that popped in my head was Joseph. Uh, to be so his expectation was set upon the dream that he had. It was set upon the vision. And to end up being in that pit, in that low place, um, <laughs> how do I go from, from experiencing something so high to be in, in this place so low? His viewpoint changed because of the position that he was in. But when we begin to to understand that the, the situation, the circumstance, the, the, um, the, the area that I'm in right now is not the full sum of where I shall be. It's okay to dream. It's okay to see beyond where you are. I think we begin to to allow our mindset to change, but we have to overcome that that period of low expectation. Well, I agree with you, Mia. You know, when we don't set expectations, we we're in a sense saying that it's, it puts us in a safe place because if if I don't have any expectations, then I don't get disappointed. So. Uh, Trish, if you would, talk a little bit about, you know, that safe, supposed safe place that we're trying to put ourselves in when we have, when we're saying, well, if I just don't expect anything, then I just won't be disappointed. Well, I definitely know from from my experience, uh, the reason why we even set it up there or why I did is because of, you know, fear, of, like you stated before, of past experiences of, or I expected something and, and it wasn't, it didn't accomplish or go the way that it should be. And I like what uh, Prophetess Samantha said when she said, you know, think about Joseph. And instantly when she said it, I'm like, man, that that's a great example of how, you know, here it is, your expectation of even when you had the dream and uh, he expected his family to embrace the dream, or, you know, in our lives when we accomplish something and we feel like our families. Uh, should embrace what we did or, you know, congratulate us or encourage us or, you know, your parents, um, you know, they didn't push you the way that you thought that they should or um, someone you were dating or or just your close circle of friends. And with my experience, like you say, it then limits you to believe that if I just stay here, then at least I'm not disappointed again. And what we don't realize is the damage of what happens when we stay stagnant because we believe that if we stay there, it's a safe place, but in actuality it's a very dangerous place because it signifies that we're not growing and we're either doing two things. We're either growing or we're dying. And so if you're not growing, then you've taken the position of death. And so you begin to retract and then you don't grow and then ultimately we die. And so um, if we begin to manage and, you know, truly um, understand the objective of what it means to be stagnant and the damage of what it means to be stagnant, I think we'll truly begin to um, understand the importance of moving forward and growing. And that was one of the things that I had to accept that, you know, even though I'm afraid, I'm afraid that it may not work out the way that I want. I'm afraid that maybe I won't accomplish what I thought. It is better for me to, to step out and try than to never try and not know. And so sometimes we have to be determined in ourselves to say, you know what, regardless, I'm going to step out on faith 
and I'm going to believe I, I have this plan. I'm going to believe it. I'm expecting it, but I'm okay if that plan is altered. I'm okay if, you know, in the middle of the journey, maybe I have to, you know, make a curve here or, or you know, reposition my line or, or maybe erase that line and go in a different direction. That's okay because it is better for me to take the journey and then, you know, have to um, reroute it than to not move it all and then have to retract what, I, what I've done. And so that's, that's the position that I'm actually taking in my life is it's, it's better for me to jump than to not jump at all and then not know. Um, the experiences that I could have encountered or the things I could have accomplished just from stepping out. Wow. So it's better for us to jump into the things than to, to stay on the sidelines. I, I, I think about it like this. If you, if you had a, a person, my daughter plays um, basketball, and if you had a, a star player or you had a player that you knew what they were capable of, what they had the potential to accomplish, and, and you got into a, 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 a tough spot in the middle of the, of the game and, and you needed someone who had that same skill set as that person, you know, to leave that, that skill set on the sidelines is to say that you accept defeat, just like you were saying. But to release them out into the floor to do what they need to do on the court means that you're saying, hey, I'm opening myself up for the opportunity to, to be successful. I'm opening myself up yes. for the opportunity to excel. And so mm-hmm. we, in our lives, we have to be willing to put ourselves on the court when we know that we're capable of doing the things that have been placed before us even if it's uncertain territory. And I think that that's an area where we struggle in our expectations when we are meeting situations or circumstances that seem to be uncertain. So when we are in the uncertain areas, then we begin to question our capability, and that's when that's another time when we begin to set our expectations low or begin to set no expectations because within our minds we're trying to wrap wrap our, our minds or our thoughts around how am I capable of doing this? I've never been in this place before. I've never had to do this thing before. But the skill set that's necessary in order to be successful in that situation, you already got it. So why do we question ourselves in those situations? Why do we pull ourselves or set our expectations low in those situations? Doc, I'm going to let you respond to that. Wow. Wow, this has been so powerful. I, I'm all stirring up, y'all. Y'all got me going already. And and I'm I'm thinking about that, you know, we we we, we because we, we take our eyes off the plan, we take our eyes off the goal, we take our eyes, you know, off of you know, uh, of the path that we know that has already been laid out for us. And and, and and I think it's so important for us not to lose focus because once we lose focus, you know, then that's when the that's when, you know, we get off course. When we lose focus, we, we can't see clearly. We can't see where we need to go. We, we're, we're, we're struggling or we're trying to feel our way through something. Stay confident in knowing what you have been set out to do and then go forth and do it. Uh, all of that is learned through that preparation, through that process that we go through in the beginning. And that's that, you know, I love this because we're talking about these expectations. And, and it's so important for us to understand that. You know, just as Joseph, you know, had his pitfalls, and and it's it's amazing because you know Samantha and Trisha touched on this so strongly, and it's it's important for us to understand that a lot of times our pitfalls are going to come from those that we trust. A lot of times our pitfalls are going to come from those that you know we we put our confidence in, those that we feel as if that you know that 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 supervisor or that that coworker or that husband or that wife or you know our children or our neighbor or something, you know, in those wise, that's a lot of times we're not expecting those those individuals to be our pitfall. We're expecting those individuals to be our encourager, and, you know, the one that's going to push us to, to make it. But sometimes they're, they're not on the path that they need to be on, and the things that they say to us are those triggers that set us in motion that cause us to have those pitfalls. Joseph was excited about the dreams that he had, and he shared them with his brothers. Well, him sharing them with his brothers, he thought that they would be happy just like he was. But they weren't happy with what he was saying because they saw themselves being put down in a lower state. Than that. In other words, they saw themselves having to be a servant unto him instead of seeing themselves as being, this is my brother, you know. They they lost their focus. And because they lost their focus, they were trying to, to rob him 
of what he had already, you know, had clear vision of what he was to go and do. So these pitfalls can come from unexpected places that, you know, that we're not expecting them to come from. And it's it's so important for us to understand that we have to keep moving forward. I like the way Trisha was saying that, you know, that rerouting. It's important to understand that sometimes you have to take a detour along the way. That's a part of that rerouting. If you got to reroute, reroute, but don't stop. <laughs> don't give up. Don't quit. Reroute. That's a good product. Wow, wow. So when I'm thinking of these, the story of Joseph, and I want to share a little bit about that story to kind of bring it into context. The story of Joseph stems from in, in the Bible where it talks about a young man who had a dream and he had a vision, and he went forward to share that dream with his brothers. When he shared the dream with his brothers, his brothers were became jealous of him because Joseph had already had favor with his father. He was considered to be one of his father's favorite sons because he was born when his father was old and didn't really think that he was going to be able to have any more children, and he was one of the last boys that were born. And so Joseph was considered to be the favorite, and so his brothers were jealous of him, and his dream only only added to that or exacerbated that jealousy uh, because his dream was that he, his brothers will be bowing to him or and that the sun and the moon and the stars and some different things will happen. And so as his brothers were hearing this, they began to say, well, wait a minute, you're already, you already have favor with dad. He already, he already made you this coat of many colors and gave you all these things, and now you're trying to tell us that you're having dreams that, you know, in a sense you're going to be taking over the world or we're going to be bowing to you in some shape, form, or fashion. And so they decided of whether they were going to kill their brother or not. And then one of the brothers said, no, let's not kill him. Let's just put him in a pit. And when they put him in a pit, um, they decided, hey, we're going to sell him off into slavery. And so they sold him away into slavery. So he went from the pit to uh, to being a slave, and, and then from the slave to slavery, he went into prison, and then from prison, he went to, you know, the palace. And so we talk about from the pit to the palace is a concept that we talk about referring to the life of Joseph. And so when it talks about expectations, and when we're talking about our subject matter on expectations today and recognizing the low and high and how you have to establish those expectations and how you cannot just have no expectations whatsoever. You've got to decide that you're going to expect something because an expectation is a strong belief that something's going to happen. So even if you're saying that you have no expectations, that's still an expectation. You're not expecting anything. And so the result thereof is, well, you feel like you're not going to be disappointed because you didn't set the expectation. You said, well, I'm, if I don't think about what I should expect from you, then I won't be I won't be disappointed. And sometimes that can be a, a, a good thing when it concerns people, but when it concerns yourself, it's not a good thing because you should always have expectations for your life. You should always have expectations for where you're shooting towards. And so we've been talking, shifting the conversation into discussing pitfalls. And a pitfall is a hidden or unexpected danger or difficulty that you may face. And, Doc, you hit, on, you hit the nail on the head. You know, most of us, our pitfalls comes in relationships because that's typically where we're the most blinded. We don't see those pitfalls coming to us. And so we, can, we get blindsided because of our feelings or our emotions or our thoughts concerning certain people. And because we set expectations upon people, then we experience those pitfalls because we expect people to do certain things. And we have to manage those expectations concerning people because people are people. And so let's talk about that for a little bit. Uh, Doc, I'm going to turn it right back over to you to talk about how do we manage the expectations that we have for people and managing you, you hit the nail on the head with bringing in pitfalls and saying that our relationships uh, can cause some of the major pitfalls in our lives. So how do we manage that? Well, I look at it in this point because, you know, it's, it's, it's a day-to-day journey. And as we're on this day-to-day journey, you know, we have to uh, uh, develop a, a, a process of being able to face, you know, the different uh, disappointments that's going to come. And 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 what I've done in the past is is when there, you know, when I'm I'm facing something and and I I don't have the agreement or I don't have the assurance or the or I I don't feel as if I can trust, you know, 
the the this you know the 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 family member or the relative or or the in laws you know with giving me the right answers or or, or or encouraging me and strengthening me in the areas that I need to be strengthened in. What I've I've done in the past is I, I I instead of pushing them away or shining them away, what I've done is I I hear what they have to say, but then at the same time I'm not going to focus on everything that they have to say because we can glean from. Some things that say because you got to remember that partial part of what they're saying is true. Part of what they may be, you know, telling you is of assurance that it's real, it's true. But at the same time, you you know what your goal has been set, or you know what has been set before you, and what that that there is for you to do. So then you have to take this this on yourself. You have to encourage yourself. You have to strengthen yourself. You have to say, you know, I hear what you're saying. But I know what he's told me I got to do. And I'm talking about God. I know what he has, he has established for me to do. And if we, don't, if we don't look at it even in terms of what God has set forth for us to do, just look at you've gotten this promotion on this job. You know that you're to be this, 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 this person that, that shifts as you have been elevated. Well, then in this same process, you still can't allow others to hinder you. You still can't allow those that's close to you to hinder you from doing what you need to do. And I've I've experienced this even in, 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 in workforce. You know, I, I, I was working with coworkers and we all were on the same level and we were all on the same level. We got along just fine. But as soon as I, I, I received the promotion and, 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 and my promotion took me out of that office and put me in a totally different office in a totally different area than what they were in. And when I saw them from that day forward, they looked at me differently. They're, they're, they, they, it was as a shining process was going on, or, you know, somewhat. And I had to realize that, you know, I, I, I've earned this promotion. And because I've earned this promotion, I have been set in this place to, to fulfill a, a, a call. I have been set in this place to fulfill this job, this mandate has, that has been placed before me. I can get it done, and I cannot allow you know, their opinions or how they feel hinder the process of, of, of me uh, or hinder the, 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 the gifts and the talents that have been embedded in me to get this job done. So, you know, you have to encourage yourself. You have to move beyond their feelings, move beyond their emotions, move beyond, you know, their thoughts of, you know, whether you can get it done or not and get it done. Do it. You know what's on the inside of you. When, when, when you know what's on the inside of you, you can still yet encourage yourself to move forward. And I'm excited, so y'all, y'all excuse me today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Doc, so what I hear from what you were saying is that we have to be willing to readjust our expectations when it comes uh, to situations and experiences that we have. Uh, when we allow our expectations for people and things to be set in stone, then we are setting ourselves up for the disappointment. You want, yes, an expectation is a bar. It is a place where you want to reach. But you also have to adjust that bar when people show you, especially when it comes down to people, show you different attributes about themselves because we don't know everything about every person in our lives. And so when they show us an area of weakness that they may be struggling with or an area where they may have a little bit of jealousy, that means I might need to shift my expectations of them in that area so that we can still move forward in our relationship. You know, it's interesting how you said, I'm not going to cut them off. I'm not going to push them aside. However, I take in what they say and I make the adjustment. I, I shift how I'm responding because I recognize that they are, this, is, this may be an area of weakness that they're struggling with, and so I don't expect them to fully understand or fully grasp it at this level because they've got to walk through some things on this. And so I don't disregard it, but I also don't say, okay, I'm going to allow all of it to come in because I know that there may be some areas that they may, they, they may be struggling with or they may be walking through that, that I need to, to make sure that I guard myself against, so to speak. So, I mean, I love this talk because, you know, when we talk about triggers, I want to talk about triggers. I want to add that in, throw that into the mix, so to speak, of our conversation. Because we, when we typically talk about triggers, we're talking, we, we typically talk about it from the negative perspective. And I want us to understand that we can have positive triggers as well as negative triggers. 
because a trigger is an event or a circumstance that causes a particular action or a process or situation to occur. So that means that you can have a positive button to push that triggers you to do something positive, or you can have a negative button that's pushed that can trigger you to do something negative. And we typically talk a lot about the negative triggers. So I want us to spend a little bit of time talking about those positive triggers and understanding uh, or us understanding the positive triggers in our life. What put when you push that button in your life or when you push that trigger or when you pull that trigger uh, that of positivity, what does what is that end result? And do you even know your positive triggers? We we typically can hone in on our negative triggers because it's just the things that make us feel in a sense uncomfortable or give us those negative feelings in return. But what about the positive triggers? So Samantha, I'm gonna go to you first on the positive triggers. What what are some of the positive triggers that you have in your life, and and how do you even how can people even you know um, see or 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 even define what their positive triggers are, if you would, Samantha. You know, um, prophetess, as you were talking about positive triggers, a lot of times positive triggers are hard for people to recognize because they're so used to the negative. They've so they've so focused on those things that are. Um, that are happening that are not favorable in their lives, so they don't they don't recognize the positive triggers. And a lot of times, because of the the mindset, a lot of the positive triggers are even seen as negative. But if we start looking at um, positive triggers as things that motivate us, things that push us, um, even as as Pastor was mentioning, a promotion on the job, it's a positive thing. But if she would have set her focus solely on um, the reactions of the people, she wouldn't have seen those the, the the promotion as positive. She would have saw the transition to a new uh, position as negative. She would have saw the the um, the change in in her uh, job environment or the change in in her uh, location as negative. Wow, it's amazing that we see locations as we can see locations a change in a location as a negative trigger because it doesn't look like what we're used to but in all actuality God is trying to move us and he's trying to position us and he's trying to promote us to a new place but we've got to see but because we're so stuck in where we used to be we don't see the positive in where we are now um even even in the situation with 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 Joseph each transition that he had was actually a positive transition even though it seemed negative in the moment. So when you talk about what are our positive triggers, we have to begin to see that 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 promotion in our life is a positive trigger that um that the encouragement that we get from others to go ahead and do the things that that we already feel in our heart that we should be doing, that's a positive trigger, encouragement. We also have to see that when we um are transitioning or our location changes. That's not negative. It's a positive trigger. It's something that's that's promoting us to pursue what it is that's on our hearts to do anyway. Sometimes we just need to we just need that extra push. So there are a lot of positives. We just have to begin to look for those things. And not only are there a lot of positive triggers, but we'll know that they're positive because they're they're positive people planted in the midst of the transition. And so we've just got to begin to change our mindset and begin to look for those things that are positive uh, versus always seeing the negative. Wow, Trish, I'm going to let you jump in on this, you know, recognizing those positive triggers in our lives. Trisha. Um, definitely agree with uh, Prophetess Samantha. You know, sometimes uh, we, we are so honed in on the negativity, and it's truly because um, that's what distracts us the most. And so anytime that the enemy can distract us from um, going and pursuing the very purpose that God has planned for us, then um, he's gaining some ground with us. Um, a lot of times what I like is that even if something comes to us negatively, we have the ability to turn it into something positive. So even if a trigger happens and it reminds us of a bad experience, we have the opportunity to say, but you know what, even though I encountered something bad at that moment, I was still able to work my way through it. You know, um, sometimes when I get in situations and um, I'm reminded of, like, when I, uh, my expectation I felt like was at a, at a certain particular place and I didn't accomplish that goal, but what I did stop and think was, okay, but well, what did I learn at that point? You know, so sometimes even when 
something that we, we feel may be negative when in actuality God is trying to help us or teach us how to learn how to turn what we view as negative is something positive. And a lot of times it's all about our perspective, how we view it, how how can we take what we um what could have used to or what have, would have used to be used as something negative, how can we turn that around and cause us to go even further? Um, I just had an incident, incident uh, just recently where um, I was trying to study for something and I just felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything. And I had to stop for a moment and take a breather and say, okay, what's the objective of why I'm doing what I'm doing? What's the purpose of what I'm doing, what I'm doing? And if I can remember what the purpose is, then it triggered something in me to say, you know what, even though the place that I am right now, I'm very tired, I'm very exhausted, my ultimate goal is to accomplish this. And so what it triggered in me was I have the ability to get tired sometimes. I'm, I'm free. It's okay for me to say, you know what, I'm kind of disgusted right now, but I use it then to turn it into fuel to say, you know, I'm tired now but I've known that I've been in this place before and I had an opportunity before where I'd quit, but this time I'm deciding that I'm not doing So I'm positioning in my mind to say I'm just going to change my outcome just based on the fact that I'm changing my perspective. And so a lot of times I believe that if we change our perspective of how we look at things, then it allows us to be able to continue to move forward, ultimately to accomplish our goal. Wow, Trish, I think you just touched on something I was just even about to ask, which was how do you posture yourself to respond to your triggers, whether they're positive or negative, how do you posture yourself? And and that is checking your perspective. What is your perspective? Going back and defining why you are on this path. Then looking at the future that has been designed by that. And then deciding, okay, I can launch forward and get this done because I realize that this trigger or this situation is only setting me up to to get to the place to where I want to be. And we have to recognize that it's based upon how we perceive it. You can see a negative trigger or a positive trigger in a positive way. It's up to you. The choice is yours. We choose to allow the thoughts to take residence in our mind and stay in our minds. That's our choice. That's by choice that we either meditate on something and allow the negative to be drawn out of it or meditate on something and allow the positive to be drawn out of it. That's our choice. And when we look at that and we compare that with what we're talking about, even with the triggers, think about the triggers that you experience on a daily basis. You know, Doc, I'm coming to you next. And, and you know, what what are those triggers that we experience on a daily basis and, and how quickly do they come? Sometimes I think we, we look at it from, oh, well, it's one here and then one there. Sometimes these, these things can come back to back. And, Doc, I know that you're, you're licensed to carry a uh, weapon, so I think you can either um, get this from the perspective of, you know, having a, a gun and, and, you know, pulling on the trigger and how, how often basically how how quickly it takes for the gun to reload after the trigger has been has been pulled. So at times in our lives, if you would, just share how those triggers come. Doc. Oh wow. <laughs> that's that's something that uh that we uh we have to look at in in uh, and what you know, our eyes wide open because, you know, that's a important area in and I know in my life and you know, just because you're licensed to carry, don't give you the right to do whatever you want to do with the weapon. You're 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 taught and trained to be responsible. You're taught taught and trained to be, you know, a a a, a humble person, a gentle person. Uh, actually, they actually go through this process of teaching you all of this in the training, because you know they don't want someone that's quick at quick in temper. You know, it's sapping off that. You know. They don't want to license people like that because then you're not, you know, you're not a person that 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 is gonna think before you, you know, you you shoot, you know, or or before you pull the weapon. And so you you they want people that's sensible. They want people that's gentle. They want people that have a, a, a that's quick to to grasp and uh, understand or seeing things. Thinking about you know this 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 you know these triggers and a lot of time these triggers you know uh, when they happen. We have to understand that sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, when you, you're talking about, you know, uh, 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 having a weapon and you got this weapon. Well, a part of this 
or what you have in this weapon is sometimes when you have to use it, then 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 you know the the the, the ammunition releases out depends on the individual on how quick you you know pull the trigger. And then as you're pulling this trigger, you got to take take in thought that it's going to release out uh, 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 this ammo into the direction that you're focusing on, the direction that you're aiming in. So uh, 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 when you when it once it's all been released out from that chamber, then you it's time for you to reload. Well, when you have to reload, you want to make sure that you have your ammo close, especially if you're in a situation where you know you 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 know it depends on your life. So you want to make sure you have. Uh, uh, ammunition that's close enough that you can take and you can reload. A lot of times you carry uh, a spare. Depends on what type of weapon you have, and I and I don't know why we went into this area, but praise God. Uh, 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 depends on what type of weapon you have. You can carry some extra, you know. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, gosh, I can't even get it out now. But you can carry the extra ammo already loaded, and all you have to do is snap one out and place the other one in, and it's loaded. And, and it's just that quick. But this this process with us going through this in life, we have to be just that quick. We have to be able to to aim our focus, direct our focus, shoot in the direction that it needs to be shot in, and keep moving and have ourselves prepared for the next move, have ourselves being ready for the next uh, 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 position that we have to shift into. And all of that comes from you, you know, it's like you're refueling. I heard something about refueling. And it's like you, you know, you're refueling. A lot of times when things get low or when, when, when you get low, you have to refuel. That's that fueling. That's that energy that gives you that drive to go forward. So, you know, uh, uh, Trisha was talking about these perspectives and uh, how, how uh, we have to view them and how we look at our perspectives. We've got to see things in different ways. We can't always be one-sided. We have to see things, have to be, have an open perspective. So we can get a clear view of, of, of why that person is saying that or why that person is acting that way or, or why that person is coming at you in that manner so that you can respond properly. Wow, Doc. You know, even when I was talking about the trigger, I was even referring to the fact that, you know, once you pull the trigger on your gun, it once you have that magazine set of, of what, 10 or 12 bullets, it automatically loads it. And so the next, you're automatically set to pull the trigger again and to pull the trigger again and to pull the trigger again. So every round is reset after the trigger is pulled. And so we have to be ready for for those triggers to be pulled. Sometimes they can be rapid, um, you know, and sometimes they can be, it can be just a, a you know, a, a steady flow. It all is dependent upon you know, the situation and circumstances that you may be facing. And so when we're looking at, you know, how do we posture ourselves to respond to the triggers in our lives, be them positive or negative, you know, Trisha said that we have to look at the, our perspective, um, how we see things, you know, how we see things affect how we're going to respond to things. And then, Doc, you said that we have to think before we respond. So that thinking helps us to shift our perspective. Either we're going to shift it in a way that we're that we shift in our perspective in a way so that we can respond in a way that we know would be leading us toward our, our vision or our purpose or destiny. So Samantha, I want to let you chime in on this. You know, when we're looking at, you know, our, our knowing our positive and negative triggers and posturing ourselves to, to respond to those triggers, you know, I think about that, you know, our response to those triggers should be, you know, should be should be tapered in such a way. So I want to talk. I want you to talk to us a little bit about you know knowing how to respond to the triggers when they occur, whether they're positive or negative. You know, learning how to to respond. So we've already said you gotta you gotta have the right perspective. You have gotta think before you respond. So share with us any other points that you have on how we should be responding to the triggers as they occur, whether they're positive or negative. Amen. Um, and I continue to think about Joseph um, and the situation that he was in. He started off being this person who um, who had this this who was given this code and not even required to do the same work that his brothers did. So he started off in a high place, and then he finds himself in a pit. And, and uh, Trisha was absolutely right. Our our viewpoint makes 
the difference um, because he could continue just to focus on the walls around him. But isn't it interesting that in that pit he had the opportunity to still look up? Um, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, we still have to have to find even the positive in that situation um, because there there are there are keys there are clues that God is leaving us because all things work together for our good um, and even as the situation goes on Joseph finds himself in in he goes from the pit to the palace and and even in that place and this is the thing I wanted to get to even in that place of being in the palace he didn't relinquish his gift he continued to allow his his interpretation of dreams to be activated. He continued to have his relationship with God. He continued to be a um, a leader. He continued to be a person that was accountable um, and someone that you could count on. And I think that's the thing that I would say, that when we find ourselves in transition, when we find ourselves um, having expectations but pitfalls come, we don't relinquish our character. We don't relinquish who it is that we've been called called to be. We continue to do those things even in pitfalls, in the pitfalls in life, and even when we uh, find ourselves in the position that we didn't, I didn't think I would be here because a pitfall was unexpected. I didn't think I was be I would be here. There was no way I could prepare for this, but I'm here now, and I'm about to make the best of it. I'm about to continue to let my gifts, my talents, the, the, the anointing that's been placed on my life, whatever it is, I'm about to continue to let that be active. I'm not going to change my character. I'm not going going to relinquish my, my my daily routine of what I do. It may shift a little bit, but who I am at the core is still a part of what you shall see, of what you shall what shall be manifested even in my pitfall situation. I'm going to still keep smiling. I'm going to still keep looking up. I'm going to still keep my focus. Even as you talked about uh, triggers and you and, and you and Pastor Charlene began to talk about the gun, I thought about when my, um, my dad took me out shooting. My dad is a hunter, and so he, you know, when I was younger, he took me out shooting and when I first had the gun I wasn't hitting anything because I didn't know what I was my, my focus wasn't on the target I was just pulling the trigger but then my dad put a scope um, on on the gun and he and, and I was able to see exactly what he was telling me to hit at and because my vision became sit on the target I was able to hit the target even though I was in a place and in a position that I wasn't used to um, and and I think that's that's part of the key we have to know how to focus our focus even in the midst of situations that aren't always favorable for us and when we do that we begin to see um, we begin to look at things not just from the negative viewpoint, but from the positive as well. Wow. So so we're keeping our perspective. We we are thinking before we respond. We're staying true to ourselves and we're staying focused. So if you're looking for ways or you're looking for, for ways for you to be able to 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 respond or or thinking of how you can respond to the different triggers that are happening in your lives. These are four key points. Make sure you you look at the viewpoint of the situation, uh, your perspective. Why, what is your perspective of this, and why why are you that way? Think about your your response before you even start acting upon it. Think about it, so you will know the second, third, and uh, order effect of that thing. And stay true to who you are. Don't let someone, if it's a negative trigger, shift you out of who you are in a positive sugar, shift you out of who you are, and keep focus, keep your focus, making sure that even if you're in, a, in an uncertain situation, that you, you keep yourself focused. And I, uh, one of the things that stuck out to me as you were talking to Samantha and, and mentioning the story of Joseph is recognizing that he was, he was the pit was an uncertain place. The, the the palace was an uncertain place. The prison was an uncertain place. The only certain place was a place that he dreamed of, and and so he kept his eyes, he kept himself focused on the, the fulfillment of the dream that he saw. He had set his expectations, and his expectation was the dream. And so when we set our expectations or our goals, or, or we're setting our expectations to to the strong belief of, of fulfilling the thing that that God has sent us here, our purpose. If we set our expectations on fulfilling that, then we recognize that that's a journey to get to that place. 
But when we don't manage our expectations appropriately and we set our expectations to somebody else's drum or somebody else's rhythm or somebody else's idea of who we should be, then, then we, are, we are imbalanced in our expectations. Or when we set our expectations to the crowd and we set our expectations to what's popular today, that's where we get ourselves off of the place where we need to be. Your expectations should be centered around where you know your purpose is and the vision for your life is set what that course is not centered around what other people think, not centered around what's the fad at this time, not centered around what's popular, not centered around what's trending on Facebook or in social media or even across the world. You you have to set your own pace. You're only you're the only original there is. And so why would you want to be the copy of someone else? So as you've been listening to this broadcast today, we hope that we share something with you that will be dynamic in shifting your life and helping you to be able to work through the the your expectations, managing those expectations, managing, uh, recognizing where those pitfalls can come from, and then really allowing yourself to perceive the triumphs that can come into your life. And triumphs are simply the the great victory or achievements, the state of being victorious or successful, the joy and satisfaction of resulting from your success or victory. And we all have victories. And I think that's an area where we have to be willing to celebrate the good, the small wins as well as the big wins. Don't wait to, to celebrate, you know, the small things that you've been accomplishing because those things add up to the big wins. So embrace the small wins. Embrace the, you know, when you bridled your tongue, when you wanted to tell somebody off and you, you said, I'm not going to be that person today, I'm making a change, that's not who I'm going to be, and you held it back. Or when you want to slip up and cuss up and say a little cuss word, and you said, "Oh, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be that person," so you pull that word back. Or when you decided that you were going to be more positive than negative, and you, you know, push yourself forward, and you celebrate the fact that you've been more positive than negative, or you celebrate the promotions, or you celebrate other people and their successes. The more you celebrate others, the more you celebrate your successes, the more you'll see happen in your life. The more you'll see those those positive things, those successful tracks, those triumphs, one after another. You'll see one win after another win after another win happen in your life. Even if you're facing a situation that may put you in the pit, see it as a win because you know that it must be setting you up to getting to the fulfillment of where you want to be in life. So every with every peak, with every you know, I was writing an article the other day, and I was sharing that how there are peaks and valleys along our journey of fulfillment. And when you are at the peak, you have to keep in mind that there is a valley below you. And when you're in the valley, you have to keep in mind that there is a peak above you and recognizing that we all experience high and lows. But when we set our expectation on the vision and the purpose, then we will never be disappointed because we recognize that the peaks and valleys are only there to help us to fulfill the ultimate vision and purpose that God has given us in our lives. I hope that you've been encouraged by today's broadcast, and we look forward to seeing you guys back with us on next week as we continue on our our segment on Let's Get Ready to Launch, Ready, Set, Go. And next week we're going to be talking about gratitude. So we're setting the course in our triumphs and recognizing that next week, even as we go into our segment, recognizing the gratitude that's important for us to have. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will see you on the broadcast next week. Thank you for joining the conversation with us today. We want to hear from you, so go to our website at www.women-camp.com and share your comments with us and gain more information on the Women Camp community and upcoming events. As always, thank you for tuning in today. We wish you well and have a wonderful day.